Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of Battle Red Radio. I'm your host, Colt Molesky, and I'm joined by producer Nico on this Sunday evening. Wrapping up week 13, we got one game left in the hopper before we move on to week 14. And we have, uh, gosh, dare I say that one of the strangest regular season football games I've ever seen. It's definitely up there. It definitely makes the top five for strangest regular season NFL game to ever be played. Nico, how do you put your arms around this? 27-14 loss for the Texans. Uh not comfortably. This is uh <laughs> this is truly a travesty, I think. Coming into this game, this was this was this is the one that I had I bet all my chips on that I've now I've now been let down for the 90th time in my life. It feels like it like it was a horrible game and also the defense played sneaky good for a lot of it. Strangely enough, <laughs> that is their that's their move. They they're they're like our numbers are bad, but we swear we're good. And you're like, I believe you. <laughs> I played somebody in fantasy football today who had the Cleveland Browns defense, and they scored thirty five points. Let's that let's have that set the tone for this conversation about the Texans game. Painful. So if you missed the game, or if you're dipping in and out, catching highlights, box score, uh, the Browns won twenty seven to fourteen almost entirely off the back of their defense and their special teams. They had a couple of, uh, they had the big punt return that was uh, returned for a touchdown, which was actually like a really, a really nice return. That was also their first score of the day for a large portion of the first half. The Texans were shockingly leading this game by a score of 3-0 and then 5-0 after a safety. Uh, Nick Chubb trying to get out of the end zone. I couldn't do it. And so they're up in this so they're up in this game 5-0 somehow. And we talked about this game going into it, the weird emotions of the game, the weird atmosphere, and it felt like that was kind of like matching the tone of this game perfectly. And for just a second just a second. Despite how bad the offense look looked, it seemed like the offense for the Browns with Deshaun Watson getting his first start in over 700 days, uh, his first football in over 700 days, it seemed like maybe there was enough rust mixed with a weird game in general that they would have a puncher's chance. Then you have the pick that's returned for a touchdown. Uh, by the the Browns and they're going to the half 7-5 and that mixed with the fact that off of a couple of plays you had the fumble early on and then you had the interception uh, 
fairly early on as well, following on the heels of the, the field goal to the Browns, the, or the Texans field goal, they're able to do nothing with either one of those possessions, those gifts. And so that mixed with the return touchdown, while it felt like, are they going to hang around and be in this game? It also had the the feeling of they're, they're never going to be able to kick it into a gear where they're actually going to win. Despite that, it takes a fumble return for a touchdown and an interception return for a touchdown, both of which, by the way, are like right in the shadow of the Texans, uh, the Texans goalposts to make easy returns for touchdowns. And all of a sudden, this is a 24-point game when you add in a field goal on another drive that the Browns threw in there in the second half. So it's 24 to to eight after some field goals and all of those turnovers and it's gone out of control despite the fact that you know what in a game where Nick Chubb probably should have run all over the Texans he didn't they he ended up with 17 for 80 uh, and a 4.7 yards per carry. But it really felt like they kind of bottled him up better than they had against other elite running backs that they've seen previously this year. And Deshaun Watson, horrible game. Absolutely atrocious game for him. I mean, uh, he had the, the interception. He went 12 for 22, 131 total yards in this one. Uh, never never really found his footing. Uh, and, and again, this is a, a game where you get that he's going to have a lot of rust coming into it, but you kind of want him to see him kind of progressively get right through the course of this game. Never really felt like he kind of looked comfortable in that game. And the defense holding the the Browns to a slew of, uh, of field goals kind of feels like the win for the Texans and at the same time. I mean, their offense, I appreciate that the offense came out immediately and let you know, hey, you know what? It's not going to be great with the Kyle Allen interception right off the jump. I get that he was getting absolutely pelted on that play, but still, it's just like, we're just going to set the tone immediately for this game. Uh, very bad offensive line play coming in banged up there. And they weren't able to do much of anything offensively for a large portion of this game until the very end when you have the touchdown to, to Nico Collins. Uh, so again, it's one of those, another Texans game that you can mark down where it's a very weird game. Doesn't feel like you should feel good about it, but there are spots in this game. You like that for better or worse, you can put all the caveats that you want on it, but this Browns team that should have been able to take care of some really gaping holes on a Texans defense did not look great offensively. And they needed three touchdowns from their special teams and defense to get in the end zone at all. Which is, uh, I think, a really weird position to be in. But, I mean, what what did you expect? This is the the tune we've been singing since the beginning of the season. A very, a very strange game, <laughs> just such a an odd game. And really, it's like 
I guess one of the the first things I thought going out of it was, uh, does does any quarterback like if you're looking at just backups, right? Is there a backup that kind of fixes this? Because it's not like they can get there. Even if you're looking at the perspective of, let's say they get their dream quarterback in the draft, their offensive line looked really bad in this game, and they didn't have any time to let plays develop. Uh, it just kind of felt like there was pressure all the time. Like they couldn't get anything, anything going that they wanted to offensively. I get that they don't have a ton of pieces, but was there any way to, to make this game better? I mean, not particularly other than, you know, winning, but <laughs> I feel like. No, but I'm saying like, could, could they have like, should they have maybe gone for shorter, more, more short routes or should they have tried to get more creative with, uh, with Pierce and maybe tried to, uh, I don't know. He, he, I like when he catches the ball, maybe try and get him more touches. He had 21 in this game, try and force feed him more touches or, uh, I don't know, maybe try and get the tight ends more involved. The tight ends, uh, had a decent game. You had Brevin Jordan going four for 46, Jordan Atkins, three for 21, maybe try and do more heavy sets passing out of those. Uh, or is this, is there just no fixing this? I think it, I I think it's a lot to ask for a team who hasn't been able to perform well the entire season. <laughs> Just because if they put a couple of of drives together that make you feel not so nauseous about it, I think that you're feeling a little because it's you know what the thing is. Honestly, the thing about this is that some of these games don't make you feel great, even if you get your your quarterback in there. It's gonna feel like the Jaguars last year with Trevor Lawrence, where you got your guy, but just everything else, you let the house go to shambles around him. So now that you got the new carpeting in, it does, it's still, it's like, oh, great. It'll oh, great. You refurnish the countertops, but this wall still has a huge hole in it from where the tree came through last, uh, last spring. You didn't fix that at all, even though you got the new countertops. I don't know what you were thinking there. It just feels like you've kind of let it go long enough to where it's like, you're you're gonna go into that draft and unless you absolutely crank it out of the ballpark with four or five picks which is kind of unrealistic to to think and you get offensive linemen you get a wide receiver and you get your quarterback unless you do that and you go like I can't remember how many picks they have in the first two or three rounds but unless you go uh absolutely just perfect on those first three rounds you probably still have some serious issues and you're probably not giving that new guy a, a shot if that's a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young. Right. But I mean, we're not in those terrible positions where like, Oh, you have enough for one big pick and then like, that's it. Like we at least have the tools in the future and we have, you know, we have the cast space. We have the ability to pay other people to come onto our team. So like, I don't think we're necessarily like, oh, we're just like hail marrying on like a single pick, and then if it doesn't work out, we're just doomed. So, I mean, I'm looking at this a bit more optimistically, and we've got pretty solid picks out of the past year. So, if we have any form of That's consistency, like even if we get like half both times of what we did this year, like this year was just exceptional. We we only get you know three or four or two out of the five or whatever the number may be. Like I still think 
we're That's... I think we're coming out way ahead. Plus, we have we're not paying anyone crazy amounts of money aside from I forget his name, the crazy one. Uh, yeah, Brandon, Brandon Cooks, who is like the only one costing us any money at this point. Well, here's the thing for me, because I'm hypothesizing of how I could have made this game better. I'm not saying that the Texans I don't I'm not sure if there's a version of this game where the Texans win. I'm just saying in the first let's say like seven games of the season, right? It kind of felt like if you plug in the quarterback who's gonna be your guy, it kind of feels like you're in and maybe even grabbing a couple sneaking a couple of wins early in the season the way they played. Versus a game like today, despite how good the defense looked at times, the offensive holes are so gaping that it kind of seems like you're throwing a new quarterback to the Wolves, and we this team has a history of that. So you don't want to repeat that. And that's, I think, the detriment of these last couple of games is that, where it's not – where you're not building hope for the future while losing. It kind of looks like it's going to be a little bit of a pit for a, a little while, you know? And that's what it looks like when you watch this offense sometimes uh, and the, the, the real problems they have uh, and the turnover problems that they've had recently too. It really feels like you might be throwing that new quarterback to the Wolves where it didn't feel like that in the first few games. And I think that's the biggest detriment, not the losing necessarily, but that's the biggest detriment to this team is it seems like maybe you're going to David Carr, the next quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily feel that way. I feel like it's a, I feel like the the us losing has compounded that because there's no, I feel like there's no one, there's no one leading this team as good as Damian Pierce is being our best tool. Like we have nothing else, so no one else can get motivated behind. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go win this game. It's like we've lost the last nine in a row. What do you want us to do? <laughs> <laughs> like we're on Kyle Allen, we're on the backup. Like we're we we we've fallen apart offensively, and I think that that weight has finally gotten to these players <laughs> because the defense is working their tail off despite everything. They just can't catch a break. They haven't caught a break since the season started. They've they've just struggled. <laughs> that's fair. That's a that's a very fair point, and I guess. I can't even put exactly what I'd like from this team. When you look at your roster, it kind of seems unfair, but it just I just don't want it to seem like you're setting up the next guy to not only not succeed but become accustomed with lose to losing. That's the big thing. And I mean, when you got when you, when you put it together and you actually have like a competent like offense, I think that it'll be a little bit better. But as it stands right now, I feel like they're they're just in the they're just in the well right now. They are a little bit in the well right now. Well, let's uh let's take a look at some of the some of the players in this game. We'll go to our love it and leave it segment before we head out here. Before we get to all of that though, let's get to some of our sponsors. Okay, everybody, let me tell you all about the Adventure Begins Comics Games and More Adventure Stadium. That's right. And we already know about the great and wonderful comics and, tra- and trading card store they have on the first floor. They also now have on the second floor a sports memorabilia store and sports trading cards. It's awesome. Get up there to the stadium right there at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130, the second floor above the, the original adventure begins, and the Marcel Town Center. Make sure to check them out. 
The adventure begins, comics, games, and more. The Adventure Stadium. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's never a good idea to drink and drive, but what if you had a few beers at the game and you know you're not drunk, but you get pulled over and arrested anyway? You need a law firm that knows how to try DWIs. Someone who won't just plead you out quickly. You need a lawyer who has spent hundreds of hours in a hands-on lab course learning the sciences used in DWI cases. A lawyer ACS qualified to be designated a lawyer scientist because these cases aren't like other kinds of cases. Your positive outcomes may very well depend on who better understands and presents the science at trial. Attorney Brian Asen is a designated lawyer scientist, and the lawyers at Asen Law Firm have successfully tried and won many of these cases. Call Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297. That's Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297. Or visit DWILawyerHouston.com. It's time to trade in your face masks for masks, load up the hoppers, and go to war with your friends. Too hot? Too rainy? Too cold? Splat Zone Indoor Paintball has you covered. Literally. It's Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Round up the family and get to 11260 Hempstead to check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. Family friendly, low impact activities for everybody. Go check them out. 11260 Hempstead, Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. All right, so welcome back in here. We've got to try and pick a player for this game as well as go through our love it and leave it segments, and then we're going to have a few final thoughts. So let's let's get into it. We went over the game a little bit. Uh, going over this game, I think the the player of this game is Jalen Petrie, right? I mean, probably. I think that's probably your best pick. I I think he's got to be he's got to be the guy. He had the interception for him. He led the team today, 16 total tackles, which is kind of crazy because there he's the only player to have double digit total tackles. The next closest player, Christian Kirksey, was seven total tackles. So he had 16 total tackles, nine solo pass defended, and of course the pick. He just kind of felt like he was kind of flying all over the place, coming in playing, making tackles. He's playing good coverage. He's flying down to the box. He is one of their better players. If you have to pick like five of the best players on this team, I think I, I not, I think I, I, I put him in that list. I, th- I think he's one of the five best players on this team. I think he's going to be a really good safety. For a little <laughs> oh while. no, the good player is good. Who would have known? Not necessarily a hot take, <laughs> but I, it's just, it's just cool to see him develop. And he kind of slogged through. He had a little bit of a, a, uh, a quiet middle of the season, maybe like a couple of weeks ago where it was like a couple of games where he kind of went quiet after a big start. And then he's coming back 
with a, a vengeance. It's kind of it, it's almost like he hit a little bit of a rookie wall and is pulling through it and playing well again. Uh, I I I really like watching him play. He is very very good and he's you. I would say for most of the games that the Texans have played this season, he's probably their bright spot. No. Oh, hundred percent. I I will say that I don't hate the way Desmond King is playing. I think some of the injury stuff, maybe he's been put in a spot where he can't succeed as much. But earlier in the season when they were healthier and he was playing more in, the, in like the slot, you know, and they were throwing him or throwing him on like the second best guy, throwing him all over the place and moving him around a little bit more. Uh, they had some, they had a few like blitz packages that they bring him in on too. Uh, I kind of like the way he's been playing as kind of a, a gadget piece in the secondary. I mean, it's good. It's, 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 it's exciting to see for sure. Again, more, more young guys that are really proving themselves despite everything. So Jalen, you get our, our player this week. Congratulations. Esteemed honor. I'm sure from the battle red radio, I uh, going to love it or leave it. I know we touched on this a little bit, but being able to hold the Cleveland Brown offense to a few, uh, a few field goals, I think is a, a pretty big win. I get that Deshaun Watson again, I get it. He hasn't played football in a long time, but I mean, this defense, they have struggled to hold teams, uh, in check running the ball and Cleveland ended up with 174 rushing yards and 4.6 yards per carry. So that's a very solid day rushing the ball, but it didn't feel like Cleveland ever, maybe it was by choice or maybe they just wanted to try and let Deshaun Watson work through some of these kinks uh, in this game, but it felt like they kept going back to him, back to him and, uh, he he had some clear rust that he was working through, and the Texans, to their credit, took advantage of that and got some turnovers. And then on the other side of things, I mean, when you had the Tennessee Titans come in here and play in a game where Malik Willis was getting thrown the start after an injury to Tannehill, and they just handed off to Derrick Henry, handed off to Derrick Henry, and he ended up with 200 yards and run, just literally ran that game into the ground and controlled that game basically on the strength of his two legs. It kind of felt like if Deshaun Watson wasn't feeling it, you could do that with Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb never took over the game and they never took over the game with their running attack in that way. Now, again, maybe they just want Deshaun Watson against a bad team to throw through the, the fog, so to speak of coming back after so many games away after so many weeks and days away. But I thought it was encouraging that it felt like they game planned for that approach and were able to to take advantage of it with some turnovers you had. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like when they were lining up with their back against the end zone, did you ever think they were going to get a safety? I never thought they were ever going to be able to get that kind of pressure on a run play to get a safety, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's little stuff like that on a bad team that – shows some of that what you're you were alluding to Nico with there's still some of that fight despite how tough of a season it's been and I thought that was encouraging yeah I mean I'm I'm always excited to see a, a defense that has that you can you can like literally see them developing in real time <laughs> it is true it's you're seeing you're kind of it's like watching a 
it's like watching bread rise in in an oven right you're kind of watching it mold from that that weird thing in the pan that you're not really sure you recognize into a loaf of bread that uh that you're familiar with you know and you're kind of seeing these this defense congeal and mesh into to one unit for some of these games uh and for some of them they are not showing up and there are still quarters that they very much go away and so this team is still confusing and it's still uh <laughs> an enigma at times but there are moments that you can grab onto and like uh the leave it i the whole offense just just we've been saying this for weeks guys we just got to do they go back to Davis Mills now? I'm just so done with this quarterback position, man. This is the worst quarterback debate of all time. Oh yeah, this is this is uh he's the definition of the terrible backup, not the actual solid one you want. This is not good, guys. Does Davis Mills do any better? Honestly, not really. He didn't intercept twice. Maybe the turnovers are a little better. Turnovers are only slightly better, but yeah. I just feel like both of those guys are going to give you the empty calories yards and like the the compassion score at the end of a game. <laughs> They'll be the fourth string on someone else's team six min like eight months from now. It's fine. Like they'll be they'll be fine, but they're they just they don't have the they don't have the the stuff, man. They're just not they're just not leaders of a franchise, and you just can't have them. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean they're just they're not guys who are going to elevate a bad roster either, which is not a knock on them, but you really need somebody who can lift guys up to a different level versus accommodating guys at a certain level cuz you need Nico Collins and Chris Moore to be something they're not for a guy like Kyle Allen, you know. But again, I I just don't know like I think you're right. I think the turnovers probably aren't bad. I feel like maybe you go back to Davis. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this quarterback position. I just really don't love watching Kyle Allen play. <laughs> do we have another quarterback on this team? Can we just pick someone else? Don't they still have Driscoll? I don't know. Throw him in. I don't care. Anything is better <laughs> than these two. <laughs> I don't care. Anything's better. <laughs> That's the that's the season statement from Nico on the Texans. <laughs> yeah, like bring in some fans. I'm sure that there you could find someone in the stands who can play better football than than either of these guys. Oh my gosh. No. I I uh, I don't know. I just, I I I was fine with them staying on Davis Mills. And I think that he might I think that he might create less turnovers than Allen. Yeah. I think you probably just go back to him for that alone. Not expecting them to, to win, though. The the devil, but, the devil you know, you know? Well, it's just like, if he can just manage a sinking ship versus, like, poke holes in the siding to try and see daylight and let in more water, I feel like that's kind of the situation, the difference between the two. Like, either way, the Titanic's still going down. But <laughs> one version, it's at least a little nicer. <laughs> one one at least you get to see the sun on a second day. Exactly, exactly. So, I guess I'm pretty over watching Kyle Allen after a couple of games. I Just for that reason alone. 
let's leave that in this week maybe uh not that it's going to make a difference in the wins and losses in the wins and losses column which i know is important to a lot of fans but uh the last thing that i wanted to touch on is the jeff saturday experiment is taking an ugly turn and maybe we can all admit that it's not as easy to coach as we think and lovey smith is doing a pretty good job given the circumstances just take that and extrapolate it out to the situation lovey's having to deal with and maybe he's actually doing a pretty awesome job maybe is this are we coming to an end of the saturday sunday report are we no longer excited about jim saturday <laughs> i think it's still kind of fascinating i don't know somebody email me in and see let me know if you still want me to do it i mean i'm totally ready to still talk about it uh because some of the decision making at the end of these games is kind of wild uh and also this might just be not that great of a team matt ryan is clearly is clearly done I thought that he would be able to be a game manager, and I don't know if he can even manage that. <laughs> so, it might not all be it might not all be Jeff Saturday's fault, but Sunday night football, and you're having to coach an NFL team, uh, it might be might be a little more than uh, a TV broadcaster was ready for. Well, you know, you know what they say: shoot for the stars, you'll land on the moon. I guess. Yeah. Well. He lost, what was it, 54-19 against the Dallas Cowboys? Where is that? That definitely doesn't feel like the moon. I. Uh, he was undefeated for like three weeks. <laughs> he was undefeated for one week. <laughs> That's three weeks in my mind. <laughs> Nico, you have no concept of time. That doesn't mean that it's adding up to wins in, in the NFL. Uh, it's, it's because he had, it's because he had his, uh, what was it? He had, he had a week off, right? They had a bye. <laughs> That's as messy with my time. Maybe. I'm still off my one. I know that they definitely lost to the Eagles the very next week. It was just a close game. You just counted that as a win because it was a close game against an undefeated team at the yeah, time. Yeah, see, we take those W's. It's fine. Close enough. 2022. That's the slogan. All right, let's. Uh, this was a little bit of a chaotic episode, and it was a little bit of a chaotic game. So you know what? You get what the Texans provide, folks. That's what I got for you. It's I'm confounded by this odd game, and this Texans team needs an overhaul. We're gonna have to keep saying that every single week. And guess what? We're preparing for the Dallas Cowboys that just put up a fifty burger. So this is gonna be a very, very fun week pain how many how many points do you think the dallas cowboys can realistically score against the texans uh theoretically infinite uh actually (laughs) like probably like 30 well that's yeah that's not giving enough 30 Eh, maybe less our defense is pretty good i think they end up boat racing this team i don't think so there's a chance that pollard has 200 yards from scrimmage you you just gave our defense all this credit and then you're like they can't guard anything <laughs> dude there's a chance pollard has 200 yards from scrimmage possibly look if he does i'll eat my words but until then we'll find out it's going to be it's gonna be a tough week here not looking forward to it at battle red radio but hey you know what we're gonna keep bringing content we're gonna keep bringing episodes 
Going to have episodes throughout the week getting you ready for the next game against the Dallas Cowboys. And we're going to have shows getting you ready with news, getting you ready with picks all throughout the week. And if you're finding this episode, make sure that you're subscribing wherever you're finding this podcast. It means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Again, he's producer Nico. I'm Colt Molesky, your host. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Battle Red Radio. 